Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Hey, legends, the footy is back. Here's my first tip of the season. Make it personal. Your name, your number on your jersey. Official licensed NRL jerseys, retros, polos and training shirts all in the one place. For the hard-running man, the cover-defending woman and the chirpy little ones that remind you of an out-of-control halfback. For an exclusively unfiltered deal, go to yourjersey.com.au forward slash Andy and put Andy in as your coupon code to get a free gift at checkout. Gear up, legends. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Another week of living the dream, legends and legendettes. Hope everyone's had a belter to make your day even better. Get a load of this lineup in the next half hour or so. We'll hear from Laurie Daly, Ryan James, Ben Galea, Josh Jackson, Jason Hetherington, Dave Ferner, Clint Gutherson, and this man, Stacey Jones, who reflects on the celebrations from his 100th game in the NRL. And post match. He's bumped into Andrew Joey Johns. Hundredth game. It was your hundredth game. Yeah. So you're out celebrating your hundredth game into the. Well, he's out. He's out celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) He's out celebrating, and I've walked into. uh, So we spoke after the game and that. Um, and he said, "Where we going?" I says, "I will meet you at this place." And so he must have got there two hours early, and he's filled himself up and yep. then he's on the dance floor and at the game they were giving out these masks of of me for my hundredth game and then I've walked in to the, the the bar and there he is on the dance floor with my mask on dancing away and I'm going, <laughs> what about this clown? <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. So he was celebrating my hundredth more than I was. Cracking legend series interview with Stacey. This week's focus was the great David Ferner, a second-generation footballer, hell of a bloke too, with a great recollection of some of the wonderful moments that make up the history of our great game. You'd played in some huge games and some sellouts in Australia. Was this next level? Was this just something different because of the the fans, the interaction, the singing, the chanting, etc.? I think along along with uh, we've always. We've always heard about it, or, or actually watched the games. The Challenge Cup is a yeah. is a, a prestige um, uh, tournament or cup, or cup to, uh, to to be involved in, and, and it goes back for so many years. Mm. So tradition was one. The atmosphere itself, um, we probably haven't grasped it yet, but we're not very good singers, yes. you know. So the atmosphere over there, and and the and the the passion and the English supporters, it makes for. Uh, memorable. Um, that that's easy to say, but it was just a uh, uh, an electric uh, would be the word to to go out on that stadium and play. 
The Legends series, I love it. I hope you do too. At any time, you can go back and listen to a Legends series interview. Actually, any of our podcasts, all are timeless. So it doesn't matter when you listen to them. Even though you may not have heard them when they first came out, they're timeless. They're ready for you for when you're ready. I'm a simple guy, seriously fucking simple actually. I'm a steak and three veg, an old school beer, no craft beer. I wear trackies and uggies in the winter and boardies and thongs in summer. And I particularly like really simple questions too. Ryan James has joined me on the microphone. So I'm a simple question to start with, mate. How are the knees? The knees are good. Um, they're probably the strongest they've ever been. Um, the 12-month the rehab... I would probably recommend uh, from now on that anyone coming back, trying to come back at nine, I'd done that for my left one, come back at eight and a half. I was doing that opposed at eight and a half, redid it. And after the 12 months, just the confidence and the mindset, um, that's the biggest part, just knowing yourself that you can do it. So, Are you nervous with them? I was a little bit in the Q Cup game um, when we played the New South Wales Cup it was. And then I got through the first 20, got hit about four times on it, got chopped. And then after that, I felt good. Um, had it strapped on the weekend just because I had a little bit of a popliteus, um, which is just a weird little muscle <laughs> at the, pretty much at the top of your calf. And it just um, sort of just flicks over. So that's all that was. And because I had plenty of people call me after that game and said, why are you strapped? And I said, oh, knee sweet. It's just that little crappy muscle at the top. Wow. Reconstructions on both. Are you limited physically in any way with them? Um, nah, probably just the end range, like in my right knee, because the second time I had my quad graft. So, yep. Um, and again, I think quad grafts, I've had two hemigrafts on both knees. Uh, left one's fine, but I tore both my hemis during my rehab process in both of those. And then after getting the quad graft, um, it was amazing. I could wow. do all the little things, like even things like changing your shoe. You know, you put your toe on your heel and you lift your foot up. Yep. Tore my hemi doing that. Like oh. just because they take your hemi and they, it's just so easy to tear. And then after I did the quad graft, I was, don't want to say flying, but I was going way better than what I thought I would. Mm. It was just getting that really last bit of end range back. <laughs> He's ridden more horses than John Wayne and tough, well, Chuck Norris calls him when he's in trouble. Jason Hetherington, Bulldog, Marone, Kangaroo and Storyteller. Yeah, yeah, it was a, I played league, league as a, uh, as a, up to about 13 and then went away to boarding school and in Rockhampton and. All I had was union, so I played union and ended up representing Australia. And again, uh, Dr. Con Primer up here, who's Greg Martin's, the great Wallabies um, yeah. fullback, uh, his father-in-law, he uh, rigged Marto and said, listen, we've got a kid up here in the bush with a bit of talent, give him a crack down in Brisbane. So I went down to Brisbane, played with the likes of Peter Slattery and Michael Liner and Noosa Four and Brendan Nasser and uh, the uni was stacked with, you know, probably seven or eight internationals. So wow. 
Um, I went down there and had a crack and actually played on uh, we played on a Saturday and against GPS or, or someone and end up doing what you do as a, with the uni guys, you yep. boat races and <laughs> on the Saturday night. <laughs> Rip in. Hooked in and uh, the next morning bloke wasn't real good and um, my brother-in-law was out at Laidley playing and he rang me up and said, we're short, do you want to have a run? So I shot off out to Laidley playing rugby league at a game and I was playing under a false name and... So you wouldn't get caught. Yeah, so I wouldn't yeah. get caught and, and so they wouldn't get in trouble. And, yeah. Um, it was raining, it was about minus five and oh. there was ten people and a dog there and anyway, I, I had a reasonable game and um, Johnny Edervine was the boss of Laidley at the time and on the board of the Ipswich Jets and he rang the great Jim Landy who was the coach of the Jets. Yeah. And, and said, listen, we've got a kid here, I don't know what his name is, they're cheating, I've never seen him before, you need to sign him. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> but he can play. So they signed me up and, yeah, I, I had a couple of years with Jim at the Jets and um, the King recruited me out of there. You wouldn't get away with that in 2020? Oh, no, Jesus Christ. No, not open hell. No. You, you've got to go through the pathways and yeah. the systems and... And I'll tell you, the best way to produce a footballer is a kid throwing you. Like, league's a hard game. You, yeah. You've got to throw him to the wolves, you know. And I was playing against men at 16 years old and, you know, went to Sydney. My first game at New South Wales Rugby League, I had to mark Terry Lamb with the really? Seagulls. Yeah. And and then uh, that was at 5 8. My first game at Santa's, I had to mark Chris John. So <laughs> I had, had a fair. Baptism, so yeah, but you know, I wasn't intimidated by anybody because you know I was playing against the, the local legends. Yeah. Now Bullfrog used to say they mightn't be as fit and as skillful, but the elbows are just as hard, and that's correct. And, and that is so true. But yeah. that, that's something that's you know, it's lost in the modern era, and it's lost because we're all politically correct or we have to be politically correct but I was born you, before that absolutely you were <laughs> but but these ones you know the ones these days the talented ones make it through on the pathways but the tough ones necessarily don't yeah yeah the late developers yeah. the tough ones they, you know it, it, it's it's a bit of a challenge and I, you know I, I might be I was at I think it was 98 I was at the Dally M's and the great Jack Gibson. I walked past and he was getting a little bit of the, 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 the disease, the yeah. dementia, and he sort of, he wouldn't call you by your name, he'd call you by your number, and I walked past and he said, oh, nine, how you going? I said, oh, Mr Gibson, how you going, mate? I'm, I'm doing well, how you going? He said, our system's not really in favour of our kids. And mm. we spoke about it and, you know, back then I'd, Neither here nor there, but when I look at it now, um, you know, the the days of the 16-year-old playing out the back of Dubbo or, you know, go and have a look at him, how do you think this bloke will go, you know, going through his own grade, unless you're in those pathways and those systems, it's very hard to to fulfil your dream, you know, you've got to be in the 30 to to play in the NRL and it's, it's... yeah, it's pretty tough on on probably. I, I guess what you'd say the the slower developing type kids. 
social media. Are you following us? You should. We're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at the Andy Raymond. Plenty to see, plenty to read and offer your thoughts as well. Hey, legends, the footy is back. Here's my first tip of the season. Make it personal. Your name, your number on your jersey. Official licensed NRL jerseys, retros, polos and training shirts all in the one place. For the hard-running man, the cover-defending woman and the chirpy little ones that remind you of an out-of-control halfback. For an exclusively unfiltered deal, go to yourjersey.com.au forward slash Andy and put Andy in as your coupon code to get a free gift at checkout. Gear up, legends. Make sure you've hooked onto Clarkie's RL column on socials too. Facey and Insta, that's Clarkie's RL column. Search them, hit like and join in the fun with over 150,000 other league tragics. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and it's feature interview time. Tough old start to the year for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, but a last start win has certainly lifted the spirits. Josh Jackson has joined us, mate. Has the week been a more enjoyable week in the kennel? It has been. They always are um, after wins, and particularly the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Obviously, winless for the first six weeks, and it was a tough win. It was, um, it was scrappy at times, but um, they, 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 they seem to be the best wins Um you know, we just hung in and uh, just some last-ditch efforts and, um, yeah, just found a way to win and uh, certainly um, certainly well-deserved by the boys on the weekend and and it's a good one for, for the fans and everyone involved with the club as well. They showed some against the Sharks, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They threw a fair bit at us too, the yeah. Sharks, particularly, uh, particularly the second half. And uh, like I said, mate, they're the best wins, the ones where – you just find a way somehow, yeah. you know. We probably there were probably um, times where they certainly deserved to score, and I think there was probably four or five that that got pulled back that that could have been tries. But we, yeah, we just found a way. You're out with a calf injury. Are you much of a spectator on the sideline, or are you uh, blowing up and and carrying on? Uh, not 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 too bad when um, when there's people around. I um, <laughs> I watched a Cowboys game last week in front of the TV. Just me and my missus, and she had to walk out of the room. Yeah. I was um, I was going off. It's a it's a bit of a different situation for me. I um I, like we were speaking about before. I haven't missed uh, too many before, so um yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. But, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, mate, hold on. You you're playing it down. You haven't missed too many. You debuted round sixteen. 2012, and you haven't missed a game through injury before. You're injured now, but you haven't missed a game through injury. That's amazing durability, amazing personal and physical toughness. Was it something you were proud of? Uh, something I, I hadn't really thought about too much, I okay. guess. Um, I, I guess I just count myself lucky. I, I don't know if it's genetics or, or what it is, but certainly been very lucky. Old man's injury, mate. Is that uh, is that the terminology for a calf injury? Yeah, everyone's been um, everyone's been telling me that, but uh, I'm not old, mate. So <laughs> uh, the new rules, the faster game, is that tailor made for a, a smaller frame like yourself? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it's certainly. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I guess it, it's always been my sort of go is playing the longer minutes and yep. and the quicker sort of games. So. Um, I think, and you've seen that um, the traditional, I guess, front rower um, 
you know, just, you know, big, big bodies and yep. blokes that come on and, and play 15 minutes, they're sort of, they're, they're out of the game now. There's not yeah. too many around anymore. So um, I guess that's the way the game's going. We've seen you play on the edge and in the middle over the years. Now, two things, you're not allowed to say, I'll play wherever the coach wants me or whatever is best for the team. So get rid of them. Where do you prefer? But more importantly, where do you reckon you play your best footy, mate? Yeah, well, I've played most of my career on the edge. Um, that's where I started um, coming through the, the Jersey flag system and then uh, got my start in first grade um, on the edge. And um, I guess the last few years I've, I've enjoyed the middle a lot more, um, probably a little bit to do with the speed that you lose um, <laughs> as, you get, as, you, as you get a little bit older. I lost a step or two. Um, but I guess that uh, playing through the middle just um, – Get you involved in the game a bit yep. more, I guess. You get your hand, hands on the ball and you're a lot more involved. And, um, mate, it was an easy decision. I think over the last couple of years, that's sort of where I've wanted to head and um, done my uh, the last few pre-seasons um, expecting to, to start um, the season through the middle. But, unfortunately, we've just had a few injuries yeah. over the last few years with Rachel Tyler Mariner and a few other guys. And um, I've sort of just had to play through – play on the edge so um when Trent came in he was good he he wanted me to play there and I wanted to play there so it was an easy one mate you you as you said earlier you're still not old but because of the guys around you you are the veteran you've moved into a leadership role at a young age what's what's leadership what's captaincy in your eyes oh it's just uh leading by example that's that's a big one yep. um actions first before words uh, I think is the big one um and there's a few of us now. There's me, Will Hopawati, Dylan Napper, uh, probably the older guys of the team that have just got to show the younger guys um, how to how to be a first grader, yep. what it means to to be a first grader, and I guess how to win is the big one. Is most of that off the field, mate? In in terms of what it takes for rehab, prehab, being a professional, but also being a good bloke. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, in, I think the big the big part of the role is showing guys how to prepare um, yep. for games because preparation's everything when it comes to when it comes to the NRL. Um, if you haven't prepared well, you don't play well. Um, it's about showing them how to um, create good habits um, uh, off the field, whether that's um, you know discipline things, um, turning up early, doing your rehab, doing your prehab, all that sort of stuff, and um, and then the on field stuff as well. Um, I think. Uh, as a leader, you're expected to to be one of the best players on the field mm. each week and, and to be um, the most consistent players as well. When can we expect to see your smiling, happy, good-looking face back on the field, mate? Um, not too sure. It's a, it's a bit of a different one, like I said. I, I haven't really had anything like mm. this before, but hopefully, hopefully about three weeks away. Always a pleasure, Josh Jackson. Hope to chat again soon, mate. Thanks, Andy. Cheers, mate. Every debut was special and a note in history for the player and for their family, also for those that helped along the journey. June 6, 1999, our guest made his debut and this is a truly special place in rugby league history. It was the last time the Balmain Tigers would play the Western Suburbs Magpies and he'd then go on to become a foundation member for the Merge Club, the West Tigers. Benny Galea, what do you recall of your debut? Mate, I'm going to be straight up with you. There's two things I remember about my debut. Yeah. The first is it was at the very first game ever at West New Stadium. 
Okay. The second thing was getting trampled by Harvey Howard. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is all I remember from my debut. I don't know whether I was so excited about what was coming up and whatever, but all I remember is Harvey Howard just putting a footprint on me and leaving me laying in the in the dirt. Wow. Uh, big tough 40 was too, Harvey Howard, wasn't he? He was indeed, mate. He was. I just remember those massive quads coming at me yeah. and uh, – Left me behind. Mate, there's some names in that game that I just cannot recall, and I'm a league tragic, but it it wasn't a great time for both the Magpies and the Tigers. Both clubs were struggling on the field. Mate, we were. Um, you know, I I think I got a call up out of nowhere. I, Darren Sennon was playing hooker at the time. We had Cherry Mesher uh, playing for Wes. Um, I think uh, there was a couple of other hookers uh, in front of me at the Tigers. And I think we just must have lost a couple, and I got a late call in. Um, I think I'd played pretty much the 20s all year before that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was a big shock to me, um, sort of come from nowhere. But, uh, you know, obviously very grateful um, to get your, your first crack in first grade. But I, I did have a little sneaky peek at the uh, team sheet uh, the other day and yeah, some of the guys I don't even remember playing with. <laughs> yeah. Mate, who were the senior guys at the time at the Balmain Tigers that helped you into first grade? Uh, number one standout is Mark O'Neill. Yeah, buckets. Um, yeah, really. Um, he took me under my wing, Andy, when I when I come to the club. Uh, not only did he teach me how to be a first grade player, but he taught me a lot about being a decent bloke yep. and and an and honest honest first grader. Yep. Um, and I'll always be grateful for that. You know, Buckets is still one of my best mates today. Um, he really, really taught me about how to be professional and, and, and not take any shortcuts, and, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, no, he's a good man, good operator as Buckets, but undeniably the worst punter and tipster in the history of the world. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know about mate. There's a, there's a, I've got a few others who are up there as well. <laughs> You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to Terry, that's with an I, at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Are you subscribed to the podcast? Make sure you are. Make sure you're running the automatic download thing as well. Then the next episode drops automatically and immediately and you don't miss a thing. Laurie Daly drops on in, a man that still loves his green machine. He loves his Raiders. I've got to ask you, Loz, do you see a little bit of yourself in Jack Whiten because the comparisons have been made? Oh, I've been asked this a number of times, Andy. I really don't know. One thing I do love about Jack, I love his will to win and I love his ability to compete. And for me, he drives that team um, and he runs the ball uh, with passion and he wants to make a difference. Yep. Um, and I, I enjoy watching him play because he just gives it his all uh, and he leaves nothing out on the field. Um, and to see the way that he's developed over the last couple of years, and you know, he's had his moments, he's had his issues, yep. uh, but he's, he's changed and he's, he's really knuckled down as a footballer. Um, so when I watch him, I enjoy him because I just see that will to, 
to get out there and compete and, and it will do inspire his team. Uh, and he competes as well as I've ever seen anyone. He's got a little bit of shit in him, but he seems to be controlling it better and that seems to be the key to his success. Yeah, and he's a big kid as well. Oh, um, yeah. And I, and I still don't think Andy realises how good he can be. Um, I, I think once he gener- you know, once he believes he's a leader um, and, and people uh, will follow him, uh, yep. I think you'll see him even better, Jack White, next year. And I think he's just coming to terms with that. You know, not all players are comfortable being leaders. Not all players uh, are genuinely aware of the impact they could have on other people. Yep. And, and I, I think with Jack at the moment, he's now starting to understand the impact that he has on that team and the impact he has on other players, and they follow him. Um, and I reckon in the next couple of years, you'll see him really reach his peak. Who is the most annoying bloke at the Parramatta Eels? Gee, there could be some contenders here. Who say you, Clint Gutherson? Who do you reckon is the most annoying and why? There is a lot. And um, look, I don't know. A lot of people would probably say me. We've had a bit, we've had a, we've put the biggest person over the last six years actually left last year, which was Tackers. Yep. He was, he was the worst. He was um, horrible. But at the moment, I'm going to have to say Reedy. He cops a lot of he cops it a lot, but he's just annoying. He just he's always just there. He's just that person that's always next to you or or in, just in the conversation. But uh, look, he's fun. He he takes it in in um, in good spirit and gives it right back. So it's good fun. He said on the podcast uh, earlier in the year that Regan Campbell Gillard had a dog's body and and big Regs did have the comeback, but also told me a story off air that. Uh, Early in young Reed's career, Regan gave him a backhander when they were at Penrith, and Reed wanted to go. Reed wanted to go <laughs> on with it. He wouldn't needed a bloody stepladder. He wouldn't have reached him with any punches or anything. So, um, look, Reed, he, he, he's good fun. He he can take it, and and everyone just gives it back to him. So it's it's it makes training fun when when everyone's sort of on the same page. Want to win an unfiltered trucker's hat? Go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then simply give us a five-star rating and review. Write whatever you want. We don't care. It's the stars that matter. Funniest weekly review wins the prize. Simple. It's that easy to win, and this week's winner of the Trucker's Cap is... Janice, 72. Congratulations. Also thanks to Cabin 76 Richard, Tentacles of Manly, Maroon Avenger, Buckets the Bronco, 911 is coming, Trance and Dance and Sip, as well as Tiny Bottler and Nelson Trent. Write a review, I'll buy you a beer. Don't write one, it's your shout. The ratings and reviews help us big time. We'd love if you could throw a quick review in at the end of this potty. Takes 30 seconds. Write whatever you want. Get our attention, actually, and you could win the cap. Make it random. Tell us your favourite pizza, if craft beer is better than old school stuff, or give us your dream team of footballers. Whatever you want, grab our attention. It actually doesn't matter what you write, as long as you do. Make sure the five stars go with it. That's us for this episode. Have a good one, legends. Catch you next week.